right, guys, we're in lesson nine today. We're going to start off in chapter six, just the first 11 verses. And we're going to talk about lawsuits, okay? We're going to talk about lawsuits. Now, that's not a problem in our society, is it? We don't have any lawsuits. I mean, we have no need for lawyers, right? Lots, lots and frivolous lawyers or lots and frivolous lawsuits? Okay, all right, lawsuits. But there are lots of lawyers as well. So, and, and specifically what he's going to talk about here today is, well, why don't we read what he says, okay? And he's going to tell you what he's talking about. And this is going to be a very good lesson because this passage has been misunderstood in some areas, and we're going to talk about how it's been misunderstood uh, but it's actually going to talk about what we should be talking about here. So look with me. We're going to look, first of all, to verse 1. Here's, here's what Paul writes. Okay, because again, now notice, we've moved from where they're fighting among themselves, okay, over leaders who they're following, to they got a, a moral brother who is doing something that's culturally, even among the unbelievers, is unacceptable. How do they handle that? And so now he gets into verse 1 of chapter 6, and he's going to talk about the issue of lawsuits. So here's what he says. When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to the law before the unrighteous instead of saints? All right, so what's he talking about here, George? Well, Paul addresses the practice of going to the courts when someone has a grievance. Now what he's talking about is, is that in their situation, first of all, grievance, is that normal when you have human beings come together? Okay? So when you have human beings come together, sometimes we don't get along well with each other or don't treat each other well, and so sometimes there are issues that need to be settled and dealt with, okay? And that's exactly what he's talking about. So what they had was, is in their situation, they would just go to the courts, okay? Now, what's going on here? He asked, why do they go before unbelievers rather than settling the issue among believers, okay? So why do they go to the courts where it's usually, in their situation, it would be mostly Gentile, unbelievers, pagans, where it's somebody who doesn't even know the Lord or, or anything about the Lord or what's right and wrong as far as the Lord, why do they go there rather than setting the issue among themselves? So what comes out of this text is what's known as a prohibition. How many of you have heard this? You're not supposed to sue a fellow Christian. You're supposed to settle it among themselves. Have you guys heard that before? Have you been taught that before? Okay. All right, so this is what he's talking about, and so this is the issue that he's going to do. Now, there have been some abuses of this passage. Abuses. Okay, what are you talking about, George? Well, let me ask you, what do you think might, how has this passage possibly been abused in the church? Okay, so somebody doing... Uh, quote, whatever they want to, and saying, well, you can't sue me, uh, according to the Bible. Okay, that's, that's a good thought there. John, I hadn't thought about that one. Okay, anybody else? What else what you might think? How about this one? 
uh, you, you might be shocked at this, somebody does something criminal in the church. And typically it might be uh, molesting children and things like that. And then the church, and this has happened a lot, rather than going to the authorities, uses this passage to say that they will settle the issue among themselves. Have you ever heard of that? Nobody's, have you? Yes, okay, so, it, and that's the key word, stretched, okay? So this has been used, that we don't go to the authorities, we can settle it among ourselves, okay? Now, do you think this passage is talking about that? No, why? Because it's what? Okay, they're talking about grievances, not actual laws. That's right, Bruce. Anybody else? Why do you think it's not talking about this? Because this is criminal. And if you know Paul's teaching, who is the one that's supposed to punish evildoers? The government, which is from Romans chapter 13. God established who to punish evildoers, those who do wrong. The government. And so Romans chapter 13 in the first 11, 13 verses there tells you that that's the purpose of government. Is that the purpose of the church? No, never is. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this passage is talking about grievances, okay? It's talking about, it's not talking about laws like you're saying that are broken and criminal behavior, okay? I'm glad everybody here is smart, okay? Because I read that sometimes about churches doing that. I'm thinking, where's their mind? That's really stretching the scripture because this passage has nothing to do with that. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So I just wanted to make note of that. So let's take a look here. So they're going before unbelievers about a grievance. Okay, we're talking about grievances. Okay, so he wants to point out some things to them that tell them they should be able to handle grievances among themselves, okay? So look with me at verse 2. Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Okay? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more, then, matters pertaining to this life? So he's going to first start off talking about, you guys should be able to handle this stuff on your own. Here's why, okay? He points out that they will judge the world in the future kingdom. So first of all, when you go to be with the Lord, you're going to be in the new creation. You're not just going to be in heaven. Okay, now we call it heaven, but you're going to be in the new creation. You're going to have responsibilities. You're not just going to sit around strumming a harp, okay? You're going to be having responsibilities, okay? And uh, with that, maybe you want to strum a harp there, Mike. You do, okay. At least a bass, right? You want to strum a bass, okay. All right, so, but my point is, you're going to have responsibilities, and part of that responsibilities is you're going to have to execute judgment. You're going to have to settle things in the kingdom. You're going to judge the world, okay? But not just that. 
He questions, why can't they judge the grievances since they will judge the world? Can't you figure it out how to settle stuff among yourself? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Can't you, can't you figure out how to settle stuff among yourself? Let's say, okay, so he, let's, let's take Rob and I, okay? Rob and I develop a tiff with each other. I said I was going to do something for him. I didn't do it. He was counting on me. He ended up losing money or whatever, and he's like really mad and whatever. So the typical thing that the Corinthians were doing, he says, I'm going to get my money back. I'm going to the courts. When we're both believers going to the same fellowship, we should be able to work out what the anger is among us, right? Because do you think, do you understand what Paul's doing? He's trying to show them that even if you go to the courts, it isn't just that there's unbelievers settling the issue. Is the issue, even if you go to the court, settled among brothers? No. Actually, could it make it worse? Yeah. Yeah, because I, what I have found, nobody wins in court. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Have you noticed that? Nobody wins in court. And the, the thing is, is that surely they should be able to, if brothers are working towards what? Restoration or reconciliation. They should be able to work out the issue on their own. So he questions, why can't they judge their grievances since they will judge the world? He points out that they will judge angels in the future kingdom. That's probably shocking to you. Well, I didn't say that. It's not George, okay? Okay, because they're servants of the Lord, so that tells you the special place we have with God. That in the structure of eternity. Why? Because you're his child. The angels are his what? He doesn't talk about intimate terms with his angels as, we do, as, as he does with us. Isn't that interesting? Now, we want to say, and, and they are more powerful than us, okay, and more wiser and, and know a lot more than we do, but you are going to have such a special place that you're going to judge angels. He's, he's trying to get them to understand, you guys should be able to handle this stuff on your own, okay? He stresses that they should be able to judge issues pertaining to life. So you guys should be able, so understand something. Is it possible... So what we're having here is a general statement that we should be able to settle things among ourselves, right? Now, can things get complicated? Yes. And sometimes with complicated things, they maybe do need to go to the courts. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not talking about two businesses, Christian businesses who are at odds with each other. We're talking about grievances within a fellowship of believers here. Do you understand? And they should be able to work it out. But he's going to express an attitude here that should help us a little bit further as we get into this passage, okay? So here's their folly, okay? So look with me, verses 4 to 6. Here's what he says. This is their folly, their foolishness, okay? So... If, he, if you have such cases, and of course they would. Why would they have such cases? They have human beings coming together, okay? If you have such cases, 
Why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between brothers? So he's saying, is it possible that there's nobody around who's wise among you that wouldn't be able to, to mediate a dispute among brothers? Okay, let's go on. But brother goes to the law against brother, and that before unbelievers. All right, so here's their folly. All right, so Paul questions why they would then go to the lost to settle their disputes. Now, let me just stop for a moment because we're talking about two different contexts. So I want you to realize, like for instance, let's say Rob and I got into a dispute with each other over something trivial. Can we just, can he just, either one of us just go to the magistrate over something trivial? It'll get, they don't have time for that kind of stuff. In Paul's day, they did. Okay? In Paul's day, it was even typical that if you had a dispute, you would go to the elders who sat at the city gate and they would settle a dispute. That's where the courts were at the gate. Here, if it's trivial, you guys work, the judge will say, work that out among yourselves. We ain't got time for this because it costs money and so forth. Different system, okay? Their system, it would be, let's say, Mike's sitting at the gate, John's sitting at the gate, and Bruce is sitting at the gate. And you're not believers, but you're there passing judgment on what's going on in the city, and we got a tiff over something, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, my dog is using his, his yard as a bathroom, and he doesn't care for it, and he takes me to the, you know, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about, you know what I'm saying? And we go to, to instead of being able to settle it among ourselves, we go, to the, we go to the judge to settle it. And, and Bruce says, that's not good. You need to clean it up, George. Clean up Rob's yard. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that, that kind of silly stuff. Yeah, you would. I know you would. That's why I said you, okay? <laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? So you understand, we're talking about grievances that they should be able to what? Settle among themselves. Do you, do you understand? Settle among themselves. So why are they going to the lost to settle their disputes? Paul sarcastically tells them that they don't have someone to settle their dispute. There's nobody wise enough in that group of people to kind of help people see what's going on and come to some sort of conclusion. He's, it's a sarcastic thing he's saying here. You don't have anybody wise Surely they do. So he states that brothers are in conflict in the presence of unbelievers. That's really what the issue is. It's about testimony. Because what did Jesus say? By this shall they know that you are my disciples. By your what? Love for one another. What kind of a testimony is it? For he and I to go fuss over whose animals using whose bat whose yard for a bathroom. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And it's like really mad, and I'm really mad. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we're supposedly giving testimony to Christ. You know, so this is the kind of grievances that he's talking about here. Now, let's take a look here. Let's go on verse seven. Here's what he says in verse seven and eight. 
It's his rebuke. All right, here's what's going on. Verse 7. To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. It's already a defeat, he says. Just the fact that you're having lawsuits among yourselves and you can't come to some sort of reconciliation is already a defeat for you. And here's what he says. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud, even your own brothers. Whoa, that's a pretty stinging rebuke here. What's he saying? So here's what he's saying. The fact of their lawsuits gives testimony to their failure and shame. The fact that two believers who should be in, in, in relationship with each other in a congregation, having the same Lord, same trust, same forgiveness, the fact that they're even at this point of not being able to settle among themselves is already expressing their failure, Paul's saying. All right, so here's what else. He, he asks, why would they rather not be wronged than present such a testimony? It would be better if you would just say, Lord, you take care of it. You deal with them. Because sometimes in disputes, it doesn't get settled, right? And, and so he's saying here, then, then why not rather be defrauded? Why not rather lose than the harm that it will do to everything else? Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Than then the harm that it will do to anything else. In fact, he states that they were actively engaging in wronging and cheating each other. Wow! He's saying, you guys are doing this to each other anyhow. Now, how would he know that? How would Paul know that? He's, he's writing from somewhere else. How would he know that? He got a report, is what you're saying. What were you going to say? Okay. Okay, selfishness leads to that. So because they're already expressing selfishness in other areas, they're probably already doing that to each other. Is that what you're thinking, John? Yes. Yeah, so Yes. Yes. Yeah, and respecting property boundaries is in the law. You know, don't remove the ancient landmarks. Do you know what I'm saying? Those were the marker stones. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rob, he's the judge to go to because he's already leading to your side. Okay, because <laughs> he's saying that I'm not respecting your, your, your boundary mark. Okay, now listen, so what I want you to see is he, he knows them, he knows he's been there with them, so he probably knows their tendency. He's already, like you have said, seen other things that they, because he's been hammering them for other stuff that is, comes out of selfishness. And he understands human nature, yes. And so he says, you're already doing this among yourselves. Now, let's go on, verse 9. All right, let's go to verse 9. The destiny of the lost. He's going to talk about what's coming, okay? So look at me. 
Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So this is interesting because he's pointing out, he's going to the point now where there may be a greater issue here. Because they're, they're doing this among themselves, but they're taking people to the courts. He's going to go to a greater issue here. So look at what he says. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not deceive. Neither the sexual immoral, the idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. All right, so he's going to talk about the destiny of the lost here because he's going to bring it all back because he just said to them, you guys are engaging in this stuff, but I need to warn you. He's kind of like warning them. You need to be serious about stuff in your life, okay? So here's what he says, okay? He reminds them that unbelievers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, we need to understand that. Folks, I know we'd like to say everybody's going to make it. They're not. Most will not. Just being honest with you, okay? And even people who say they're Christians... That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make it because if their life is marked by sins, we say, well, you mean you can't struggle with something? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about their life is marked by sins that they're not at all broken over or repented over. That, a lifestyle, yes, that's right, Bruce, okay? So, can I... Yeah, I'd like, you know, I used to say, yes, you're going to be shocked, but I'll be honest with you, no, you're not going to be shocked. No, because I don't think you're going to remember. Well, I think you're, I think you're going to know where they're going because I think you're going to be witness to the final judgment. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you're going to know why. And obviously, if they're not there, you're going to know that they didn't believe. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it says that he'll wipe away every tear. Do you understand? And so I don't think we're going to be spending our eternity grieving for those who are not there. Because everyone, at that point, you're going to understand. Everybody made their choice. Do you understand what I'm saying? They made their choice. And some are deceived. You understand? And, and reality is that some are deceived. And I think we're going to be, I don't, so I shouldn't even say we're going to be surprised. I think when we get there, we're going to see that there are some people who are not there. And then there are going to be people that you maybe thought wouldn't be there that are there. Yeah, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Because they put their faith in who? Their faith was in Jesus Christ. Do you understand? So Paul reminds them that unbelievers will not inherit. He warns them concerning being, he, he warns them about being deceived concerning the reality of their spiritual condition. Paul will over and over want to make sure that you're not deceiving yourself. Now, how would we deceive ourselves concerning our spiritual condition? How would we do that?
Yes. Yes, yes. And what, what you believe is that the prayer saved you. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's right, Bruce. That's right. And, and so the reality is, is you could deceive yourself. Another way you could deceive yourself is, my sin's really not that big a deal. I'm forgiven. So I can continue to cheat people out of their money. Well, there are no white lies with God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, or I can run around on my wife, or or I can do all this other stuff. And I don't need to worry about it. I can just keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? And, and you deceive yourself because Paul's going to, he just listed a whole bunch of sins here. And he's saying people who practice these things, he says this not just here, but in Ephesians and all kinds of passages. Jesus says in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount, by their fruit you shall know them. And a good tree can't give off what? Bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree give off good fruit. By their, you, you'll know them. In fact, the scariest passage to me is found in, in Matthew, and it says, in that day they'll come before me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these great things in your name? We cast out demons and did all this. And Jesus says to them, depart from me. I never knew you. Whoa! That's going to happen in the final judgment. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he's going to say, I, don't even, I didn't even know you. And they thought they did. So he warns them about being deceived concerning the reality of their spiritual condition. Paul presents them ten forms of evil that's incompatible with the kingdom of God. It's incompatible. Ten forms of evil. Ten sins. Okay? Ten sins. He points out that they were once marked by these sins. So he's going to point out now, just so you don't think you're special, if you're a believer, you were once marked by these sins. You know that, right? Because what did he save you from? Perfection? <laughs> no, he didn't save you from perfection. He saved you from engaging in these sins. These should be past tense about you, not current. Do you, un do you understand what I'm saying? This should be something that doesn't reflect who you are. So he points out that these, they were once marked by these sins. He states that they are now made new in Jesus Christ. So live that way. You're new. Still in the old body, but it's a new you. And remember, we went through Romans. Power of sin is broken. Don't yield your body to it. Okay. You've been made new. Made new. So this is the point he's getting at. You should be able to settle these things among yourselves. Now, again, we're not talking about criminal stuff. I don't even think Paul in his mind is thinking about some of the stuff that we go to the courts that the courts will talk about. But he's talking about just grievances within the congregation. Do you understand what I'm saying? You should be able to settle it among yourselves. Okay, now, next week he's going to get back to the issue of sexual immorality. He did dealt with the one brother in chapter 5, but now he's going to talk about sexual immorality in general.
And that's next week.